welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, March the 31st. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this podcast, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy today. I wish you God's grace. Thanks for being with me, my friends. We have made it to the end of March. If you are living around where I live, which for those of you who are halfway across the world, this is a long way from you, but here in a small town, eastern side of the state of Wisconsin, United States of America, March is indeed going out like a lion. It is, um, well, it is rainy, turning to, to sleety, and turning to icy, and turning to snowy. And so, my friends, this sounds odd, but enjoy it. It's one last, you know, I'm hoping, effort on behalf of winter to say goodbye before spring begins to arrive in April. Uh, we are two weeks away from Holy Thursday, speaking of, of spring arriving, uh, because I think of that Easter life and how good that is. Now that gives us two weeks of Lent still uh, to still continue to work on that new person within us and, and allow God, of course, to work on that new person. But uh, two weeks from today, we enter into the tree dome at sundown and we leave Lent behind. Huh? Amazing. Amazing. I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. So today, we are going to continue, as I mentioned yesterday. Uh, Jesus is going to continue his, his, I say dialogue, it's not much of a dialogue. It's more of a monologue. So uh, we started John 5 two days ago. That was with the healing of the crippled man. I won't go over that again. Did that in detail two days ago and even yesterday. And then Jesus started monologuing with the Jewish leaders yesterday. He continues that and finishes it today. So a lot more of Jesus speaking, you know, just kind of high theological stuff. Uh, stay with me, kind of longer, but there's a couple of points I think that are, are worthy of, of uh, bringing out of it. I'm sure there are far more than a couple. Jesus is probably like banging his head right now, like saying, only two? There's about 25. But Zank's only smart enough to figure out about two. So uh, here we go. Let's break open God's word for you following along. uh, John chapter 5, verses 31 to 47. I'll be using the New American translation today. So let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews, If I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is not true. But there is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform, testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. Moreover, the Father who sent me has testified on my behalf. But you have never heard his voice nor seen his form, and you do not have his word remaining in you, because you do not believe in the one whom he has sent." You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf. But you do not want to come to me to have life. 
I do not accept human praise. Moreover, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I came in the name of my Father, but you do not accept me. Yet if another comes in his own name, you will accept them. How can you believe when you accept praise from one another and do not seek the praise that comes only from God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who will accuse you is Moses, in whom you have placed your hope. If you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is not one of the points I was going to make, but it just came to my mind when I was reading this. This would be akin to, let's say, if we were listening to one of our Muslim brothers and sisters, and they were speaking to us about Allah, and they were speaking to us about the prophet Muhammad, and, uh, and you know, talking about how Muhammad is the, uh, the ultimate prophet, of course. And Jesus was, by the way, a prophet within Islam, uh, just as Moses is a prophet within Christianity, right? And so it would be tantamount to this person saying to us, listen, Muhammad, when you get to the kingdom, Muhammad isn't the one who's going to judge you. It's going to be Jesus, the one in whom you have placed your hope. Uh, and, and because if you would have believed in Jesus, you would have believed in Muhammad because all of his writings point to Muhammad. Now, that's an example. I don't believe all of the writings of Jesus point to Muhammad. I believe Jesus to be the, the Savior. But a, a, a non-perfect analogy in what Jesus is saying, saying, listen, if you really believed in Moses, Moses' writings point to me, you would be open to me. And so it's not me who's going to be judging you. It's going to be the one you say you have your, your faith in. And so, brothers and sisters, for us, it indeed will be Jesus who judges us. And again, when we go back to yesterday, remember what the face of God is. Remember, we don't, I won't say we don't need to fear because I, 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 I mean, God's uh, ineffable. He's beyond us. And, and so that which is so great, I mean, I guess in, in the best sense of that word, we need to have awe and wonder and humility before. But, um, but remember our image of God makes us and, and who Jesus was, if he indeed was the, uh, the face of, of the invisible God, which, which of course we do believe him to be, that we can, we can relax in that sense that, that he understands who we are. So, so when I say that word judgment, don't, don't let it cause anxiety within you, but it will be Jesus who, um, who we need to answer to. How about we say that? Because we say we believe in him. So let's talk about this um, couple of things. Well, maybe even three. And I'm going to zoom through them. I've been kind of a little longer on my pods this week. Let's see if we can keep this one uh, brief and to the point, which to me can, can kind of be hard sometimes. This whole idea of witnesses, that if we speak on our own behalf, you know, who's going to listen to that? If I testify on my, my own behalf, my testimony is not true. I mean, we know that instinctively. We don't need Jesus to say that. If somebody's out there saying, look how great I am, immediately we're going to be like, look how big your ego is. Look, you know, and if other people are telling me how great you are, well, then maybe I'll listen to them because they're pointing to you. But if you got to tell me, I, I'm, I'm really not, I'm not too interested in what you have to say. 
I mean, that's really what Jesus is saying. He's saying, listen, if, if we're our own testimony, that's not going to cut it. And then he goes on to say, but listen, John testified, J- John the Baptist uh, was a, testified to me. He said, and you guys believed in John for a moment. You loved him, but then you didn't. And, uh, and, and he says, the testimony that, that the one who testifies on my behalf is even greater than John. And he's pointing, of course, to God. But since we can't see God or, or, or uh, have not uh, had that flesh and blood, you know, that, that God is here saying this, he says, listen, then look at my witness, that that will testify to me. And I think that is something, my friends, you and I can chew on, right? What does our witness testify about us? Our words, nah. Don't, I mean, we can forget those because that's us testifying on our own behalf. What does our witness testify to us? Because as Jesus says in other places, a tree is known by its fruit, right? That a, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't pick a fig or whatever he uses from a, a thorn bush or whatever. That, that, that's not how that works. What does our witness testify about us? Because that says something about who we are. And that is how um, people will know what it is that we believe without us saying a word. And, and again, we know this. We know this because we know it about how we view other people. Mother Teresa never said a word to me, and she didn't have to, because all I knew is I just watched her, and I could see and sense holiness, simply based on who and who she was and what she was doing, right? And, and it calls to mind that quote I've used a, a handful of times here on the pods throughout the years, and that is one by Pope Paul VI. Uh, in uh, in his encyclical Evangelii Nuntiandi. Forgive my Latin. I hope I'm saying that correct. And he says this, Modern humanity listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. And if humanity does listen to teachers, it's because they are first witnesses. Let me say this again. These are Pope Paul VI words, not mine. Modern humanity listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. And if humanity does listen to teachers, it's because they are first witnesses. Again, I think this is kind of self-evident. Do we, do we watch what a person does or do we, do we listen to them because of what they're teaching us or what they're saying? Now, the best teachers are those who teach with their, their, their being, right? I mean, it's like the old um, adage from St., at least ascribed to St. Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel at all times when necessary use words, right? That's exactly what, what Paul VI is saying. Preach the gospel at all times. People will know based on our witness, if we're, if we're being true and, and if we're honoring God. And, and that just invites us, brothers and sisters, again, I'm belaboring the point. Let me go to, to the next point. It just invites us to um, look honestly at, at what our witness says about what we believe really, about what we believe really. I often say you want to know what you believe in, you want to know what your values are, look in two places. Look at your checkbook, and look at your, your appointment calendar. 
where we spend our money and where we spend our time, that will tell us what's important to us. What is our witness? Where do we spend that capital? Because people are watching. Okay, second point. Um, and in the midst of this, all this talk, it's hard for me to, to look at it. So talk amongst yourselves while I, while I look here. Okay, John was the shining lamp. Da, 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 da. Oh, this is the part I like. Um, okay, blah, blah, blah. For the works that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform testify on my behalf. Okay, so it's what I was talking about before. Jesus' works testify. Moreover, the Father who has sent me has testified on my behalf, but you have never heard his voice nor seen his form. And therefore, you do not have his word remaining in you. They don't believe because they can't see God. And brothers and sisters, this is where I just, you know, I, I just love being Catholic in this idea of sacrament. Because sacrament, brothers and sisters, it's a big word, but ultimately all it means is putting flesh and blood on God. Putting skin on God. You know, that God is the one who feeds us. We know that. We, you know, Jesus says it in Scripture, right? Um, when the devil tries to, to entice him to, you know, turn the stones into bread, he says, not by bread alone uh, do, do, do human beings live, but by every word that utters forth from the mouth of God, right? Um, that, that God is that breath. God is that life. God is the one who feeds us. Uh, we are dipped in baptism, although we only sprinkle. I mean, the whole idea that dipping, that, that, that we rise a new creation, that, that, that we are cleansed and we are made new. And, and the example I'll use here is marriage. You know, that idea of what does love look like? Well, let's look to a, a married couple, right? Because that's what love looks like. Now, I think in our, in our modern day, we can often confuse love with the word infatuation. That, oh, I'm always going to have that wonderful feeling when I look at my spouse in, in there and, and it's always going to have these fireworks or that, those butterflies in my tummy or whatever it is. And then listen, that feeling of infatuation is fun. It's, it is. We all know that. But brothers and sisters, let's not confuse that with love. Or we confuse love with lust, you know, and, and whatever that carnal, uh, you know, wanting that carnal knowledge to be. Or, or we confuse it with sex. Um, and, and while all those things, you know, are, are real and, and some of them have their, their real place in life. I mean, sex is a great gift uh, that God has given us. That's not what love is. Love is far, far more than those things. Love has a great depth to it. Let me use an example today. Today, I got a chance to be with a couple. And, uh, and the, the, the wife is, is on hospice, is in, in her elder years, and is suffering from dementia, and is in a facility. And the husband comes by for six hours a day and merely sits with her and holds her hand. And sometimes she remembers and sometimes she doesn't. Brothers and sisters, that was a witness to me. That I saw love and I saw God. Not, you know, like that, oh, I'm going to bow down and worship this, this spouse who comes by and holds the hand. That's not it at all. But what I'm saying is I saw the reality behind it. And you do too. You know what I'm talking about. We know it when we see it. 
Because love is that whole idea of Jesus dying so that another may have life. This person comes and sits with their spouse and holds their hand for six hours a day. Not because of what that person who has dementia can give them, but because of their, yes, 60-whatever years ago. That's what we're talking about. God may not have form, but we, we see that form in the love and the life that, that we give others or others give us, or we see it when another, you know, that's taking place between, between people. That's what we're called to do. You know, our first reading today, and I won't read it, but it's Exodus. And Moses, or God says to Moses, you better go on back down the hill. These people are, are, are depraved. They, uh, they made a golden calf, and they're worshiping it. And, you know, it's not like they all of a sudden became dumb and forgot who God was, but they weren't able to see God. And so they created something that they could see. Brothers and sisters, our God made it so we need to see God. But we don't see it in a golden calf. We see it in the sacrificial, life-giving, decision-making love to put another before ourselves. And we see it. You know, we know it when we see it. It's like that verse from 1 John chapter 4, and I've used this before too. If anyone says, I love God, but hates their brother or sister, they are a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. We can't say we love a God who is beyond us and ineffable and invisible and, and whatever if we do not love in front of us because love itself is the very essence of God. All right, last point I'll make and then I'll get out of here. I'm, I'm already, man, I've just been going long these, these times. Here's the, the deal, and, and I'm simply going to say this for about a minute. I love this. He says, you search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf, but you do not want to come to me to have life. Boy, there's some truth to that, isn't it? Like, we'll, we'll put up all these walls. I'll jump through whatever hoops. You know, I'll do whatever moral things you want me to do and keep all these commandments over here and go to church over here and do this and that during Lent and, and you know, run around the, the block over here and, and do all these rituals and rites. But there's something vulnerable if I give my heart to you, God. And that's really all God wants. Now, the other part then, once we've given our heart to God, all this other stuff makes perfect sense. It falls in line. But when we do these other things first, before we give our heart to God, we're, we're, it's, the, it's the tail wagging the dog, brothers and sisters. What God wants, what God desires, is for us to come to him. The one who breathe, breathes life into it, right? Isn't that what we talked about yesterday? That's what God desires. We don't need to be afraid. I know it feels vulnerable. But remember the burning bush? It didn't consume the bush. He's not going to stop making you be who you are. But he's going to make you or, or allow you to be and invite you into the fullness of who you are and be on fire, but you'll be, still be who you are. It won't consume you, but it'll make you anew. We must give our heart first, then all these other things, then the scriptures, then mass, then, then our Lenten practices, then our commandments, all that stuff. Then it all has meaning and foundation beneath it. But if we try to come in the other way, I think we're coming in, I think we're coming in the wrong place because I think Jesus is talking to us there. 
My friends, those are the things I invite us to, to think about. What does our witness say about who we are? Can we see the form of God in, in the love that surrounds us and in the love we give and the love we receive? Real love, not this false stuff. And, and are we able to give our very being, our, 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 our heart, our, are we able to be vulnerable with God and allow God to give life to all these other rituals and things surrounding us? Because that's the order it needs to go. Let's pray, my friends. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth joyful mystery, the presentation in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Looks like not only did March go out like a lion, looks like I did too. My gosh, I can't be quiet, huh? friends, bless you. Thanks for being with me today. May you have a wonderful Thursday and God's peace.